Fuck you all in the face and welcome to day two of Scoopfest 18. How's everybody feeling? Yeah. All right, good, good, good. Make sure you get a little caffeine, pep your step. I'm working on it right now. Thanks to Dave, he gave me a crazy blue Mountain Dew, so we'll see where that goes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're starting things off this morning with my first podcast family. These are my homies from way back in the day. I've known these guys for close to 20 years, many of them. More than that, some of them. I know, it's ridiculous. Um, these, these are my Star Trek pals, and like I said, my first podcast family. So please, put your hands together and welcome Geek Shark! Love already? These are not notes. Just find the place. Oh, everyone got finding their spot? Yeah. These chairs are for spelt people. Spelt. All right. Paul, this is yours. Okay. All right. Hello, Scoopfest! So good to see you! Welcome to Geek Shock Live! Yeah. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. Yes, you are. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Backjack Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. And Professor Biggs. And Norman. <laughs> Normally we talk about geek stuff. The new stuff coming movies, games, video games, comic books, toys. But not today. Today's something special. Today's something else I've wanted to do for years. You see, a couple of years ago, a gentleman by the name of Scully sent us a screenplay. It was a very, very sordid take on The Watchmen starring, well, yours truly. It's called The Couchman, and I've been wanting to record it for years, and this is our opportunity to get that done. So, what we're going to do, we're going to record it here, and for the podcast, I'm going to spend the next couple of weeks adding sound effects, music, and bringing it up to Hollywood standards. So you'll see that eventually. It'll be canceled in a week. Yeah, oh! Well, this isn't going to Fox. Maybe. No, no, Disney Marvel. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Sci-fi, sci-fi. That's where you, that's where you oh, land. Oh, I should probably talk about these tweets. Never mind. Get out of here. Get out. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen... I present to you, Scully's The Couchman. Scene one, shot one. The title card reads, Fall 2016, followed by a long static shot of a recently burnt down Las Vegas apartment complex. Firemen enter and leave the shot. They are cleaning up their gear. The fire has obviously destroyed the entire building. The static shot slowly zooms into the wreckage and eventually comes to focus on an almost completely burnt couch. Torched comic book pages glide by like leaves and fall. In the background, we hear a television or radio broadcast. Donald Trump is being sworn in as president. The shot zooms in even closer, finally resting on the image of a burnt and unrecognizable five-inch action figure embedded into the couch. It appears to be lifting its arms to heaven, seemingly praying to God for deliverance that never came. 
The opening notes of Every Day is Exactly the Same by Nine Inch Nails begins as the beat kicks in. Jump shot, scene two, shot one. A dystopian future landscape comes into focus. A hellish technoscope of giant skyscrapers, billowing smokestacks, neon-covered zeppelins, and gigantic cell towers that seem to stretch up into the atmosphere. Flying cars zip by like lightning bugs. Holographic ads the size of football fields light up the night sky. Microsoft Windows 42. Sam Adams' Martian Logger. Pacific Rim 12, keep, keep on rimming, are all advertised. <laughs> the subtitle reads, 25 years later. Cut to a closer shot of a skyscraper somewhere on its top floors. The marquee retro-retro assisted living is seen at, at its topmost floor. Suddenly, a body comes hurling out the window. We follow it all the way down until it hits the pavement face down with a sickening thud. People scream, robot police arrive, set up a cordoned area, and flip the cor corpse face up. It appears to be the body of a man in his early 60s. He has unattractive facial hair. He is in jean shorts, his plainly visible gigantic penis poking out one of the short <laughs> legs, and a well-worn, barely legible Back to the Future t-shirt. Well, there you go, another Gen X loser. Yeah, sigh. That's the fifth fucking one this week. Why don't these twats just go to the public crematorium like everybody else? He kicks the corpse. Fucking snowflakes. Well, it's all paperwork for the robot detectives now. Robot Cop 2 then blurts something in a fax machine like binary squeal, and suddenly a hover ambulance appears and lifts the corpse up into its sphincter-like opening and then quickly grinds it, into, uh, grinds it up like wood placed into a wood chipper. A large glass tank in the back of the ambulance fills up with the liquefied remains of the body. A Chipotle logo is seen on its roof as it flies away <laughs> upwards. <laughs> Time fade. Scene two, shot two. Hours later, a stranger appears from the alley and walks up to the spot where the body of the jumper was. A chalk outline now traces where the body once was, including the outline of a gigantic penis. With his back to us, the stranger squats down and stares at the bloody scene. He reaches down and picks up an object. He flips it in his hand and stands up. We now see both him and the object. He looks homeless. He is unkempt, unbathed, and wearing a crumpled blazer with what looks like a battered fedora or old-timey prospector's hat. His face is partially obscured by what appears to be a pair of women's underwear, the crotch running over his forehead and nose. A fluid red liquid effect gives the appearance of shifting menstrual blood on the panties. <laughs> Banks keep it together. <laughs> it is Torgo Shock. In one hand, he holds a staff with a, with a black withered hand on its hilt. On the other, in the other hand, he holds the object he just picked up, a black and white checkered button with yellow lightning bolts spelling out 80s. Herm. He aims his staff up to the story of the building that the body came from and fires. The withered hand launches from the staff and shoots up up towards the hole in the window, a tow cable in its wake. The hand misses by a wide margin and falls back to earth. Torgoshock sighs. He gathers up the hand and fires again. Again, he misses. We then cut to a montage of dozens of failed attempts by Torgoshock to launch the hand to the window ledge. Finally, he screams Shit! and throws the staff off frame. Cut to Torgoshock riding the elevator. A <laughs> 
A Muzak version of Duran Duran's The Reflex plays in the elevator. It stops at the 80th floor. Of course. Cut to the door of the apartment opens. Torgoshak in its doorway. He stands in, he steps in, pulls an object out of his pocket, and turns on what appears to be some kind of Happy Meal toy flashlight. The light reveals a luxurious apartment decorated by a millionaire geek. Toys, costumes, and movie memorabilia are everywhere. The refrigerator has a full-size Han Solo frozen in carbonite slab as a door. There's a stone pedestal with the actual gold Incan idol from Raiders of the Lost Ark on it. A giant floor-to-ceiling glass tube contains what appears to be the actual actress Erin Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, <laughs> suspended in amber, a look of horror forever locked on her face. Posters of 80s movies and Nagel prints are everywhere. There is a lone framed picture on one wall of four unattractive middle-aged men sitting on a couch. It is an old picture from the mid-2000s. All wear black t-shirts with some pop culture reference on them. Each cluster clutches a comic book or toy in their hands. He nods and looks around, then clicks the flashlight. Hey, hey, mine's blue, so I'm okay. <coughs> Not black here. It switches from white light to black light, and suddenly the whole apartment is bathed in a bioluminescent light. Splashes of it are everywhere, especially on the faces of the women in the movie posters, and all over the Aaron Gray tube. I knew it. OS8 Jeff. What the hell happened to you, man? Cut to a shot seen through a pair of night vision goggles. Someone is watching Torgoshak from a position across the building. Across from the building. In scene. Scene three, shot one. Opening shot of a huge Asian city. Giant freeway systems snake everywhere. Leviathan business towers fill the sky. Gigantic hab centers boast roofs with dense forests on them, and Asian characters adorn all of them. The camera swings past a welcome to Bakersfield sign. <laughs> Suddenly the city shakes, a skyscraper tumbles, and a huge kaiju stomps from the smoky, smoky wreckage like some twisted mix of a gorilla and lizard. The kaiju stands over the city. An obscenely huge scrotum drags from between its squat-thick legs. It heaves its titanic testicle sack over its shoulders and begins to swing it overhead like, a gigantic, like gigantic bolos. Buildings, freeway ramps, all crumble as the kaiju lets its scrotum loose. A robotic PA system of a voice is heard. That's enough of that, scrotar. A towering Jaeger mech stands before the kaiju. Gypsy Danger 7 is painted on its shoulders. The kaiju bellows, then stomps forward to attack the Jaeger, but it gets caught in its scrotum and falls forward. Shit! It cries out as the kaiju squashes a stadium on its way down. Cut! Yells an offset voice, and the camera pulls back to reveal the whole scene is actually a movie set. A miniature city with actors in monster suits. The director, a fat, squat-bearded ginger with a thick Castilian accent, waddles over to the kaiju actor. Cut, cut, cut! God damn it, what just happened? I think Scrotar just tripped over his own ball sack. <laughs> Fuck you, Charlie. You try walking in this fucking thing. The kaiju, the kaiju rips its mask off. Underneath is the face of a man who has clearly been beaten down by life.
the scars of dreams unrealized and the marks they left as they were dragged from him forcefully again and again are plainly visible. He grabs a towel and wipes the flop sweat from his greasy brow. The once famous Paul sags in his kaiju suit. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I got the goddamn script right here. Show me where it fucking says Scrotar scripts over his own fucking ball sack. He hits Paul over the head with the script. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Del Toro Jr. <laughs> Get your shit together, man. Get your shit together, man. The only reason I, have repla- I haven't replaced you, sorry ass, with the CGI is that I don't have the budget for it. Fuck, man. Everybody take 15. An air horn sounds. The director stomps off. The once famous Paul sighs dejectedly and sits for a moment. Finally, he gets out of his kaiju costume and slowly walks to the craft services table. Dressed only in a sweaty white t-shirt and boxer briefs, he ruefully mulls over the pathetic assortment of stale donuts. He goes to reach for one. I wouldn't eat that one. What the fuck? Torgo? Holy shit, I, I thought you were dead. Nope, I just smell that way. <laughs> also, it's Torgo Shack now. I'm a costume seeker of justice, blindly trying to force my black and white constructs of right and wrong into a gray-scaled reality, all the while slowly going insane under the weight of a dying world that can't be saved. I am the Sisyphus of futility. I am the patron saint of helpless causes. I am Torgo Shack. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I, I didn't catch any of that. F- f- is, that a, is that a bloody pair of panties on your head? <laughs> OS8 Jeff is dead. What? Are you serious? Yep. He flips Paul the button from Jeff's crime scene. Paul catches it and looks at it. Oh, snap. Was it autoerotic asphyxiation? Because I knew that dude was totally going to go out like that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't think so. He, he fell out of an 80-story window. While jerking off? No, no, he wasn't jerking off. Okay, but just so you know, his apartment had to be full of spunk stains, right? I, I, I bet you you shined one of those black lights on it, and it was like... Look, you want to help me solve his murder or not? <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? No fucking way. I got a serious acting gear, gig here, man. I can't abandon my craft. Oh, yeah. You're a dancing monkey for Guillermo del Toro Jr. Real serious acting gig, man. Dude, you have a bloody pair of panties on your head. They're they're not real. It's just an effect. You know, like Rorschach's mask? Look, are you going to help me or not? I can't let this go unsolved. I need you. After you, we're getting Captain Special K and Fact Check Dandy. We're putting the team back together. Sheesh. Good luck getting those guys back. They both got real jobs now. Well, Dandy teaches journalism at that fancy college. And Kay got cast in that Trek relaunch. No fucking way those dudes are even going to give you the time of day. You in or not? The once famous Paul looks around and pulls open his boxer briefs and starts to quickly scoop the donut tray into his underwear. Yeah, fuck it, let's go. (laughs) They both run off. (laughs) Ew, I got my dick inside a jelly filled. Cut to a shot scene through that same pair of night vision goggles. It switches to Terminator vision. After a bit, it switches to what appears to be a scope on a sniper rifle. Then the crosshairs roll over both Torgo Shack and the once famous Paul as they run off set. In scene. Scene four, shot one. We are watching a television screen. The logo for the Telemundo network comes up followed by America's number one network. We then see what appears to be the USS Enterprise slowly streaking through space. A lowrider's La Cucaracha horn is heard just as the ship passes overhead. (laughs) 
a voiceover comes on. Espacio de la Ultimo Frontera. Estos son los viajes de la nave Estela Enterprise. Su misión de five años, explorar extraños nuevos mundos, buscando nuevas formas de vida y nuevas civilizaciones, hasta alcanzar... Eh, hasta al, alcan <laughs> Put that back in. Hasta alcanzar lugares donde nadie ha legado antes. Good job. Good job. <laughs> we then hear a Norteño salsa version of the Star Trek theme as the camera zooms into the bridge and we see the crew. A way too good looking Latin model of a captain with his gold captain shirt unzipped to nearly his navel sits in the big chair. He stares at the bridge's front screen intently in an over the top telenovela style. Uhura, que es el sensor explora decir? The camera pans to Uhura as she is revealed to be a comically over sexualized Sofia Vergara, Nicki Minaj looking Telemundo weather girl. She wears a red bikini with a pageant-style sash that reads, Communi Communicaciones. Ay, 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 Captain. Es que no muestro grande trouble. She puts her hands to the side of her head and looks sexily into the camera. Señor Spook, que la dice your intuición volcán? The chair in front of El Capitan turns, and we see Captain Special K dressed in the classic Mr. Spock outfit from the original 60s series. To do curioso el capitan, el scanner, no displayo la, la uh, information. Tenía miedo de que dijeres eso. He turns to the camera and mugs in a soap opera cut to commercial way. We hear a classical Spanish guitar riff and then the television goes dark. Cut to the live set of the television show we just watched. And cut. Uh, the TV crew prepares to break. Captain Special K sighs. He pulls off his ears, walks towards his dressing room. He opens the door and sits in, in his chair, facing a traditionally lit uh, dressing room makeup mirror. He just stares at himself, seemingly contemplating how the hell he got here. He suddenly realizes he's not alone and turns quickly to see Torgoshock and the once famous Paul standing in the corner of his dressing room. Hey, buddy. Jesus Christ! How the, what the, what the fuck are you two doing here? Dude, that a bloody pair of panties on your head? <laughs> he says it's not, but I OS8 am not. OS8 Jeff is dead. No! Seriously? Yep, totally pulled a total David Carradine. <laughs> Make, makes a hanging gesture with one hand while simultaneously masturbating gesture with the other. God damn it. No, he didn't. He fell out of his apartment window to his death. You think somebody pushed him? That's what it looks like. He holds up the button from Jeff's crime scene. We're putting the band back together, Kay. You in? <sighs> sure, why not? I got a long lunch today. Can we stop somewhere along the way to get something to eat? I got a jelly donut. Do not, do not eat that. Cut to a shot of the three of them leaving Telemundo in a studio hover golf cart. 
They pass a red and white hover van. A close-up of the van reveals a telephoto lens poking out of the rear window. Cut to a series of still photos showing Torgo Shock, the once famous Paul, and Captain Special K driving away from the van. In scene. Scene five, shot one. A slow pan of what appears to be a college campus. We pass a large sign. The Sheldon Adelson Community College for Advanced Journalism Studies in Casino. <laughs> Cut to a shot of a large college lecture hall. It is empty, save for a single figure at the lectern. The closer we get, we see that it's actually just a human head poking out of an otherwise totally enclosed upright sarcophagus. It's a Captain Pike-like contraption with a, wizened, with a wizened ancient shrunken head poking out of the top. The front of the device is bare except for two lights. One red, one green. <laughs> a light snoring is heard coming from the head. The side door of the hall opens and Torgo Shock, the once famous Paul, and Captain Special K enter the lecture hall. They walk up to the sleeping man machine. Is that him? Jesus. Looks like my nutsack mounted on a water cooler. Uh, hey, hey, Andy, is, is that you? He pokes the head. The shriveled head opens its sunken eyes. It tries to speak, but only mumbling gibberish comes out. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Keep it together, Steve. <laughs> the sarcophagus light blinks green. I think that means yes. Does green mean yes? The head flinches. The sarcophagus blinks green twice. Boop, boop. Okay, okay. Uh, Andy? This is Torgo, Andy. D do you remember us? The sarcophagus light blinks green. Boop. All three look at each other with a sense of accomplishment, as if they just finished the New York Times crossword puzzle in under 20 minutes. <laughs> we got some bad news, fact check. OS8 Jeff jerked himself off to death. <laughs> no, he didn't. Andy, we think he was murdered. Do you understand? We need you to help us find his killer. Can you do that? The sarcophagus light blinks green twice. Boop, boop. Okay, that's yes and yes. Let's get going. Fact check, Dan Fat check Dandy starts to speak. It's a low whisper, barely audible. <laughs> I think he's trying to say something. Kate puts his ear close to Andy's mouth. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 okay, I'll ask. He wants to know why you have a pair of dirty panties on your head. <laughs> the sarcophagus light blinks green. Boop! Suddenly there's an explosion as the red and white hover band bursts through the wall of the lecture hall, crashing through rows of seats, finally fishtailing to a screeching halt in front of the lectern stage. The side door slides open, a chain gun flops out and cycles up. Gunshots erupt from the van. The three of them hide behind Fat Check Dandy's sarcophagus. The shots ricochet off his metal body. The sarcophagus lights blink red, 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 red. <laughs> Finally, the shots stop. The railgun winds down, it's, an, it's ammunition spent. The driver's side door flies open and out steps America's hat mat. <laughs> A futuristic BF, a BMFG looking gun slung over his shoulder. He appears to have been horribly burnt from head to toe some time ago. 
Hello, douchebags. Remember me? All four seem confused. They look at each other for the answer. Their sarcophagus light blinks red. Uh, Boop. Nope. What? Seriously? It's me, Matt. From the donut place? No, dumbass. From the show. We used to do the podcast together. America's Hat Matt rips a sticker from the white part of the van revealing a giant red maple leaf. The whole van is painted as one giant Canadian flag. The sarcophagus light blinks red. Oop. Uh, yeah, man, sorry. I think you got the wrong guys. Okay, are you referring to the couch show or geek shock? Because I think that's a distinction some of us are forgetting to make here. <laughs> oh, fuck you guys. You don't remember me 25 years ago? You don't remember the apartment catching fire? All five of you fucks left me for dead? The sarcophagus Oop. light blinks red. Oop. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with fact check on this one. I, I, I think we would have remembered having a Canadian on the podcast. <laughs> Much less leaving him for dead. Captain Special K and the once famous Paul both nod their heads in agreement with Turgo Shock. Dr. Barry Manlady Hair appears from the passenger <laughs> side of the van, sporting a now silver mane of beautiful hair that goes almost to his heels and a laser pistol in his hand. How about me, jerk-offs? <laughs> the sarcophagus light blinks green. Beep. Oh, yeah, Barry. Hey, what's up, man? How's Texas? <laughs> Shut up, fat ass. He fires a laser gun over the head of the once famous Paul. You've made fun of my beautiful hair for the last time. America's hat Matt slumps against the van, shaking his head in disbelief. Fuckers, you assholes. Wait, where's Jeff? Yeah, where's OSA 8 Jeff? Don't play stupid. You killed him. No, we didn't. <laughs> Don't look at me. I didn't kill him. Captain Special K and the once famous Paul both look at each other and shrug their shoulders. Their sarcophagus light blinks red. Well, somebody killed him. Enough. I don't care. You're all dead now. America's hat Matt throws a hockey puck-shaped crystal to the ground. It erupts in a cloud of red energy and envelops him. He starts to laugh. He seems to be getting bigger. His clothes rip. The laugh gets louder and deeper, and suddenly he's a 60-foot-tall, half-beaver, half-hockey-player-shaped monster. He punches the ceiling above him, and it falls all around him. And I form the hair. Dr. Barry Manlady Hair throws a glowing glass shampoo bottle to the ground and is instantly transformed to an, into a magnificent mullet of the giant hockey monster's head. <laughs> I'm awfully sorry, fellas, but it's time to die, eh? It stomps forward to crush them. Okay, guys, it's non-trademark infringing morphin time. Wait, wait, what? Uh, we can't do that. We haven't done that in years, and we don't even have Jeff. Yeah, it won't work. The sarcophagus blinks red. Boop. No choice, guys. Torgoshock raises his non-trademark infringing morphing cube. <laughs> Reluctantly, the others follow suit. There's a brilliant rainbow flash. A really peppy J-pop song plays for a second or two, and suddenly a giant 50-foot-tall, one-legged mech stands where the, <laughs> where the four of them were. It hops up and down on the one leg. Cut to Torgoshock, the once-famous Paul, Captain Special K, and Fat Check Dandy in a four-way split shot. Each is seated in a second, second, bah, separate cockpit. Haptic heads, uh, heads-up displays are over each of their faces, Iron Man style. Except for Fat Check Dandy, who has a stock market ticker <laughs> over his head and what appears to be Morse code beeping in the background. <laughs> Morse Morse complete. complete. Shotron is go! Shocktron launches itself at Hockey Monster and they tumble out of the auditorium onto the campus. 
They fight Mighty Morphin Power Rangers style for a while, but Shocktron is having a difficult time fighting on the one leg. Finally, Hockey Monster lifts up its hockey stick weapon and, fi- and points it at, the, at Shocktron. Okay, you hosers. Taste Canadian death, eh? The, the hockey stick shoots molten maple syrup all over Shocktron. <laughs> Sparks erupt all over Shocktron. No! Cut to a spinning four-way split shot. Ah! The sarcophagus light blinks red. Boop. Shit! We're getting our asses kicked here, guys! We gotta form the blazing couch hammer! No go, guys! We need all of us for that! Remember, Je- Jeff's dead! Yeah, I do! Because we all fucking told you the exact same fucking thing before we fucking morphed! I don't think listing grievances is really productive right now, Kay! Listing grievances? You're the one who pulled a goddamn Leroy Jenkins and got us into this mess! Just being with you, asshole! The sar- sarcophagus light blinks green. Guys, 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 calm down. Here, listen to this. Paul plays a John Cena YouTube video over the speakers. (laughs) Shut up, Paul! (laughs) Their sarcophagus light blinks green, green, green. No one appears to notice. Hockey Monster raises its hockey stick over its head, Tuscan Raider style, and starts shooting lightning bolts. For Canadia. He slams it down on Shocktron. Shocktron explodes and flies across the college campus, destroying several buildings in its path. Cut to spinning four-way split shot. Fuck! Shocktron finally crashes to the ground. Sparks shoot from every joint and socket. Cut back to four-way split shot. Red lights and flames are seen in all their cockpits. Oh. Status report. Fucked. Hockey Monster activates its anti-gravity boots and starts to skate towards the fallen Shocktron like a hockey player about to check somebody into the boards. Gaining speed, it raise, raises its stick for the killing blow, but just as it's about to land, land the blow, a glowing sword blocks it. The camera pans up and OS-8 Jeff stands over Shocktron dressed as a Valkyrie. OS-8 Jeff is almost completely naked except for his silver metal bikini, boob armor, and winged helm. His giant hairy penis dangles out of the side of the bikini bottom. It's not a pretty sight. Do you want to live forever? In a flash, he's gone. The fuck? Both Shocktron and Hockey Monster are dumbfounded. Taking advantage of the silence, Fat Check Dandy cries out. Uh, uh. He mashes his head against a single big brass button in his cockpit. What? A giant flaming wallet fires from the mouth of Shocktron. It sails across the campus and grabs Hockey Monster around the head like a face hugger from Alien. Ah, Stroke Wallet! In a flash of purple lightning, the Stroke Wallet lets loose each and every stroke fat, fact check dandy has stored in it over the centuries. <laughs> Hockey Monster jerks back and forth uncontrollably. It frantically claws at it, blood shooting from its head. It starts to sh- slowly burst into flames, dropping to one knee. No. No! Fuck you guys! Canada will always have better health care. <laughs> Hockey Monster explodes. Chunks of burning debris fall everywhere. The camera pans over the debris field. We see a burnt mullet, a broken hockey stick, a burning Celine Dion CD, and eventually Targoshock, the once famous Paul, Captain Special K, and Fat Check Dandy. They are standing together in the wreckage having unmorphed off screen. So, that happened. <laughs> we stroked a giant beaver! <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. So... If 
those two guys didn't kill Jeff. Who did? Turbo Shock's phone ring. It has Joe Esposito's You're the Best Around from the Karate Kid as a ringtone. Hello? Oh, hi, Robot Detectives. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Oh, okay then. Uh, thanks for the info. That was the police. They found a suicide note at the scene. Looks like OSA Jeff killed himself. What? what? Yeah, apparently he was diagnosed with final stage giant penis cancer last week. <laughs> they gave him three weeks to live. Ouch. The sarcophagus light blinks green. Beep. Wait. So, all of this was for nothing? Looks like. Well then, that was an incredible waste of time. Yeah. But wasn't it always? <laughs> <laughs> the sarcophagus light blinks green. The camera pulls back to a slow, wide shot. They all eventually wander off shot, arguing amongst themselves. Every day is exactly the same, starts to fade back in. Credits start to roll. Music stops. Record scratch sound. Suddenly, a giant animated banana fills the screen. He has bloodshot red eyes and long dreadlocks tucked up into a knitted red, gold, and green bag hat. You get it, man. It was all for nothing. They totally wasted all the time. And by, ex and by extension, they're wasting your time. You get it. This is what they call a pyrrhic victory. It's all a metaphor for everyday existence. <laughs> you get it now. You see, it's all a waste of time and wasting your time and our time. We All we do is a waste of time. <laughs> Credits Mario. continue. Lip up fatty by bad manners starts to play. The end. Ladies and gentlemen, if I may introduce Scott Schofield, Scully himself, take a stand, the writer of this script. And thank you for witnessing the one and only Geek Shock movie. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Boop. <laughs> Maple Leaf Matt Professor Biggs And we'll talk to you this week in Geek <laughs> Thank you everybody, enjoy Scoop Fest <laughs> Scoop Fest <laughs> Thank you so much Geek Shop one more time for these guys. That was fantastic. Yeah, we got a picture over here for you guys. And everybody else, uh, hang around. We got uh, we got the bar going over here. We got uh, I don't know, are the food trucks outside yet? I haven't been outside yet. But anyway, uh, we got all that stuff. Oh, not yet. Great. They'll be here soon. And uh, we've got Player One podcast coming up next. All right, so stick around and we'll uh, we'll be right back. <laughs>